Hi, and welcome to the podcast channel for podcastmybusiness.com.au. And we're joined by Eamon McCarthy from lighthousefoundation.com.au. And Eamon, I'll let you explain what that is. Thanks, Tony. Uh, look, Lighthouse Foundation is a youth homelessness service. Um, it's been in operation for just on 30 years. Um, and it's an organisation that really not only seeks to uh, address and end youth homelessness as it currently exists, um, but to really work with the community, um, you know, both private and public, um, you know, to achieve not only a solution for the young people of today, but certainly to do something about the sad but, you know, unavoidable fact that there is an increase of young people in the next generation who will come through to similar circumstances. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And we were talking before we started that um, there's lots of challenges and lots of good things have happened in the past 30 years. Plainly. Absolutely. But considering that we're at the end of the year and we're talking about that, um, okay, I left home when I was 16 and, you know, I've done okay and um, support wasn't there that much. But one of those supports is school and university. Absolutely. So, you know, how do youth, and we'll clarify, youth is 15 to 25. Yes, um, correct. So the challenges they have finding that support, you don't have the teachers, it can be difficult to catch up with their friends and whatever if they're in a poor, what's that, poor, in a, how do I describe that, disadvantaged household? Yeah, look, disadvantaged is, is often a very good word. It's, um, you know, obviously... It can go well beyond disadvantaged and uh, impoverished mm. and traumatic and violent mm. and all the rest of it. But oftentimes, you're right, it's mm. a disadvantaged or, you know, resource scarce. Mm. So what, what, how would they youth, youth, youthful person, <laughs> how, how, this is one of those things, how do you adequately and, and correctly use that term? It's, it's very difficult, isn't it? And it, it sounds like a case of semantics, but we spend surprisingly, you know, um, high amounts of time considering those very components. So, for example, mm. does a five-year-old identify with, you know, a youth service? And equally, does a 20-year-old uh, want to be associated with a children's or a young people's service? It's, uh, it's difficult to uh, get it right for everyone, but youth, I think, fairly broadly is accepted as the 15 to 25 or young people or, you know, yeah. we'll say our kids in a loving way, whether or not that's, uh, that's right. Well, look, I think our kids is a nice way to look at it. Yeah, um, it's certainly how we feel. Yeah, exactly. And as a society and as a community, we have a responsibility for those kids. So, yep, Very much. Now, now they're not at school or what have you, how do they access and find youth services yeah look it's such a you know it's such a timely question and i guess first and foremost it's it's you i never want to detract from the fact that there are remarkable stories like your own whereby despite a lack of supports you know an individual has either you know through nurture or nature or a combination of the two been able to achieve incredible outcomes off their own back um and i think it's really important to note that and i guess lighthouse seeks to either provide that for those who can't provide that internally um, or equally important is to perhaps make that journey even easier to find those pathways and connect those dots in a much more rapid way 
um, so that, you know, the onus on the individual who never asked to be in that situation in the first place is as little as possible. Um, and as you, as you asked, you know, at this time of year in particular, it's a bit of a sort of triple-pronged assault because at the end of the day, you know, of, of all times of year, Christmas, um, whether it be Christmas you celebrate or whether it be just the holiday season in general, I mean, if ever there was a time of the year that really is, is, is very closely tied to the notion of family and coming together and, you know, loving and demonstrating love to one another, this is it. And so, of course, for many of our young people, either by virtue of broken homes, um, you know, by virtue of significant trauma experienced in those homes, the very notion of a, a period of time that focuses your thoughts primarily on family is about as triggering as it can get. And, of course, you know, this is happening at a time where, sadly, even the best of services find themselves operating less than a, a, a full-speed-ahead service. They're, you know, holiday leave is inevitable, and rightly so. It's important for, uh, for staff's well-being. Um, but then coupled with that as well, you've removed some of the most important sort of um, systemic and social safety nets um, in the form of schools, in the form of universities, in the form of... Um, street-based services that might be conducting outreach, you know, many of whom still do, but at a, at a sort of limited capacity. So you've essentially taken one of the more triggering times um, and paired that up with one of the sort of most underserviced times in the year. Ooh. So you can sort of see how those two collide. Yeah, that's true. And I, I remember, you know, okay, my family is okay now and whatever. But for many years, people would say, well, oh, why don't you catch up with your family? I go, well... Oh, it's your family. You must spend time with them. And there's that word, you must spend time with them. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's, and yep. not every family is perfect. By any means. And, uh, you know, I think what has always been jarring for me and something I've thoroughly enjoyed the opportunity to sort of demystify for people is that, you know, uh, it seems to be that we, in our own families, you know, we readily acknowledge the fact they're not perfect. You know, many of us with fantastic families, you know, sort of tongue-in-cheek, but nonetheless sort of lament the notion of turning up to Christmas Day and you know so-and-so is going to have too much to drink or so-and-so is going to get in an argument. And whilst, you know, it's it's sort of acceptable to acknowledge that, at the same time, as you say, there's this sort of just generic expectation that you would want to be around family and you should be around family. Um, and it, it, I guess it really, it takes that lens of have and have not, um, and not just in a financial sense, I'm talking in a relational one, and, yeah, it really gives young people in our situation or in the situation of our young people very, very little room to hide, even if they were seeking to compartmentalise and, you know, put forward a professional uh, impression at work and, you know, so on and so forth. It really must be quite difficult not to be, you know, for want of a better word, exposed at this time of year, let alone, as I said, the emotional turmoil that comes with it. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're forced into that situation and you, you must be happy. That, that's that, it that's it's a that, festive season yeah yep it's uh yeah it, look i mean and you know obviously i'd hate to detract from the importance of these times of year for any family if it, if it's safe and and you know uh connected uh but yeah it's it certainly it's a it's sort of a it's a bit of a sting in the tail when you think about the implications and ramifications for for young people who haven't been as fortunate yeah exactly so i guess the question is how can businesses help um, a lot of House Foundation and how can they help young people that they, 
okay, let's give a scenario. Okay, so something really simple. So a young person shoplifts from your store. Now that can be a gateway to other offences and other things. It can also be a cry for help or what have you. Where's the line for a business to help and to get the authorities? Yeah, look, it's it's a really good question, and it's actually it's probably it's a fairly usable example as well. And you know, being a forensic psychologist by trade, it's probably a space I feel particularly knowledgeable in. And I, I guess it's really interesting, isn't it? Because when I think about you know my own cohort of young people growing up, and I, I came from a fairly fortunate family background, shoplifting was still very much a thing. Um, the big difference was, though, if you look at the items that one might be shoplifting. Um, whether it's, you know, the, the coolest uh, pair of sunglasses or, you know, the chocolate bar, very, very different to young people that I've spent a lot of time working with. And, and you know, that is that quite literally, uh, you know, a, a can of deodorant, um, you know, it could be a tube of toothpaste, it could be baby formula. It's ultimately it comes down to a lot of that behaviour when seen in those who are disadvantaged is by no means naughty or bad or criminal oftentimes it comes down to basic survival Mm. it's uh you know the same goes with our christmas appeal you know we sort of note that you know one of the great outcomes of being able to donate is is what we call a welcome pack and that welcome pack has been informed by you know both young people themselves but also those working in the the industry And, and surprise surprise it contains the very basics such as toothpaste, deodorant, soap, maybe a pack of biscuits. Like, we're not talking people who are looking to, you know, live the high life through anything like that. It is really just meeting basic need. Yeah, that can be a challenge. So, um, yeah, I'd say there are businesses out there looking, you know, what, look into the circumstances a little bit more. Yeah. Before you just dial the cops. Look, you know, I, I think it's, it's even like. I write a passage, yes, I used to nick chocolate bars. I think yep. we've all, yeah, all, we've all done things like that. We're told now to be prosecuted so we can both admit it. That's that, fine. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but we've all done things like that. And you know what? That, that's almost like a bizarre community thing where prices go up because that gets nicked. But everyone pays for that jointly. Maybe we should have a scheme like that. Yeah. It's, it's certainly, I mean, look, again, you're, you're landing on some absolute winners here. It, it, it does occur to me that, you know, many of the things we're probably sitting complaining about leading up to this Christmas and, and certainly not detracting from the impact of the you know, increased cost of living. But, mm. you know, I know my wife the other day was sort of lamenting the cost of a, a block of cheese relative to what it was a few months back. Mm. And I'm sure yeah. plenty of us sit there looking at the Christmas hams and the turkeys and the prawns and whatever else. And mm. I guess it really, it's one of those moments where I sadly do find myself not fully able to enjoy in the process um, mm. because when I compare that, you know, relative to just those basic fundamental needs of, you know, a hot meal, a safe roof over my head, a carer who's not going to hurt me, you know, those things that uh, we probably wouldn't even dream about, let alone be in a position to complain about, mm. um, it just brings it all, really brings it back to roost. So how can we help just exactly what you're talking about, people yeah. who are, missing all of those things that we could easily take for granted. Yeah, look, there's multiple ways that can be done. And that's been one of my most enjoyable learnings whilst being in this role. I've come from a background in in sort of working in child protection and some of the government services. So I didn't get to see, 
just how much potential and in good intention there is in the private sector as well. And what I've come to learn is the ways in which anyone in the community can help, be it as a representative of a corporation or be it as an individual, it can be divided across a number of resources that you might be plentiful in. Um, and that can be obviously first and foremost financial. There's no getting past the fact that any family needs dollars to survive and to continue. And ours is a, you know, for want of a better expression, a very big family that plans to get bigger and continue. Um, so dollars, absolutely. And that comes via donating uh, through our website, whether it be to our Christmas appeal or a general donation. Um, what we call lighthouse keepers, which is could be you or I, it could be a couple of bucks a week, it could be a couple of hundred bucks a week, and it's just a regular payment that comes through. And that's that sort of seeking that sustainability that hopefully limits the need for, you know, bigger ventures like Christmas appeals. But then aside from the money, which is important, but I don't think is the most important for our young people, it's your time and it's your knowledge. And so we have a number of corporates that provide, you know, incredible engagement at our office, whether that be upskilling our staff, whether it be, uh, you know, anything from painting a house to uh, putting furniture together in one of our new homes. We also have uh, community committees that sit around each of our homes, and that's just volunteers who meet on a semi-regular basis, and they might end up being mentors and supports to young people in our homes long after they've left Lighthouse Care. So really, it's about looking at what do I or my organisation have in plenty um, that I can then distribute more evenly to those around me uh, who might not be in such a fortunate situation. So... What are it's a tricky thing, but what are some things that we can help by looking out for? Yeah, look, I mean, looking out for is a tricky one because as we as we kind of identified with the shoplifting example, is you could be watching, you know, I, I'm don't want to use a Melbourne school name because it might not make sense to all listeners, but you could be watching the most uh, elite of private school boys running out the door. Um, or girls, um, or as, as you rightly say, it could very well be someone in need. So I think probably it's about forgetting some of the myths we might hold around what this would look like. Um, for me, when I think to some of the most traumatised young people that I've engaged with, had I not been sent to them for the purpose of working with them because of trauma, I likely would never have known. Um, so I think that's sort of, for me, first point is, never assuming that, you know, people in need or traumatised or homeless young people are going to look or present a certain way. Mm. And so, of course, what, where does that leave us? Um, and I think what it does is it leaves us by recognising that the expertise and the capacity to identify and develop and provide a response very much sits with organisations like the Lighthouse Foundation and the role that those who don't work in that sector can play, at least in the first instance, is by joining up with us, by partnering. So by reaching out and saying either, you know, we'd like to provide financial support and we'll be obviously saying absolutely, but more importantly, get a sense of what you as an individual or organisation particularly would like to support, how we can immerse you in that process so you're not just handing over money and hoping for the best. We're very, very big believers in ensuring that you experience that journey as well. Um, and, and the other option, of course, is to partner with us in terms of be it volunteering, be it research, be it any number of knowledge bases you might hold. So for some, it can go a step further. You might decide, you know what, I'm really keen to make a difference and I'd like to be considered as a foster carer 
or I'd like to be considered as a respite carer for a young person. So there are many avenues and all of them commence with getting in touch. Mm. Well, yeah, so um, that's um, you've got join our journey on your website and you've also got donate and other options in there. Yeah, um, as well as some uh, sort of, you know, step-by-steps for corporates that might wish to be getting involved as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's lighthousefoundation.org.au. I just hope you, on behalf of all the youth, just say don't force the kids to kiss Auntie May with a massive boil on her face. Okay? <laughs> that's absolutely true. Yeah. It's, uh, she adult- might be family, but you know what? That's it. In fact, I'm not always loved by family and friends for this advice, but it is my expertise. And I say don't force any kid to do anything physical with any family member they don't want to because one day you want them to be absolutely clear on the fact that they're in charge of their body and no one else. Yeah, exactly right. So, yes, that's very true. All right, anything else you'd like to add? Look, just that, you know, I'm delighted that I get the opportunity to speak with someone like yourself. Um, And, yeah, I I guess for anyone who's looking to do something more this Christmas, I'd strongly encourage you to take a look at our website um, and please reach out if you'd like to know more. Yeah, exactly, and that's Christmas and the New Year. So um, this goes on for longer and, um, yeah. Absolutely. All right, thanks, Eamon. Thank you, Tony.